Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Aspiration Athletics Podcast, where we talk about life, health, wellness, fitness, sport performance, really anything to do with uh, bettering ourselves in regards to fitness practices and wellness practices. As usual, I'm your host, Devin Burnison, and today I want to kind of talk to you about some of the psychology uh, barriers that we're facing as it relates to getting started in exercise. Uh, What I'm noticing um, in in my career as I've uh, put some time in here and have skin in the game is that what started out as a pursuit to get in front of athletes and train populations that need the least amount of help uh, it actually turned into a, a passion of trying to realize the struggle of uh, general population, people that are just getting started with fitness. And I've really made it a goal of mine to uh, help bridge the gap with some of the um, maybe fallacies or just like we're talking about day, uh, today, psychological and mental uh, barriers that limit us from really getting involved in our fitness pursuit. So getting started today, um, I want to kind of set the scene for you for a moment. Uh, Maybe you're somebody that, you know, dabbles in and out of exercise, uh, fitness pursuits, right? You're, you're, um, you, you get a spurt of energy around the new year, uh, like a lot of people, and you start um, getting into that mindset of, I've got to do something. I've got to get moving. And you get to the gym, or you join a club, or you, you start putting those thoughts into action, which is beautiful. Um, but you very quickly realize that you've bit off a little more than you could chew, and you keep quitting. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're somebody that hasn't done anything active days in your uh, high school years or, or middle school years, whatever applies to you. And you're just starting to get yourself prepared mentally for making that first step forward. Um, and, and you're starting to uh, think about the possibility of um, working towards fitness goals. So I want to talk to you a little bit about some of these struggles psychologically that uh, we find ourselves in um, and how we can maybe manipulate some variables to make it a little easier for our barrier to entry as it relates to getting started in fitness because it can be confusing and there is an abundance of information, especially misinformation that you need to keep your eyes out for. So before we jump in today, I uh, urge you to check out some of our other episodes. We've got a whole library of um, episodes relating to this sort of topic, jumpstarting your fitness journey, talking with uh, other professionals in the industry and what their best um, resources are and, and kind of their take on how they got started. And maybe you can create or get a bit of insight rather on how this relates to your own journey. So without further ado, let's get right into it. You find that you keep quitting, first and foremost. You you decide to get started. You, you start taking those action steps, and you start out strong. But before you know it, you've lost your motivation, and uh, you, you, you start to get down in the dumps mentally. And I really think this comes down to 
in some cases, uh, taking on too much too soon. Whenever I sit down with somebody who's new to personal training or, or looking to get a program written out, uh, tailor-made to them, is that they their goals are not contextual. Uh, their goals are not at all you know, rational in the sense of specific, you know, time measurable, um, and, and efficient. Right. And, uh, I think that a lot of the time, you know, people get in with this mindset of make or break all or nothing. And when you do this, you can quickly run into that burnout, uh, that, you know, happens all too often. Right. So my suggestion for this one is take some baby steps right? Don't go seven days a week. Start with two to three that you can fully commit to. There is no question come hell or high water that you will be able to get your workout in and start with maybe 30 minutes a week if you're sedentary. And if you're somebody that has athletic or sport history, start with an hour. Again, two to three times a week is sufficient. And if you're hitting full body exercises, you'll start to see some changes relatively quickly. Uh, moving forward, we have this confusion that lies within the gym environment or training environment. So um, whether you're affiliated with Planet Fitness, maybe you go to Gold's Gym or you're somebody that's at Lifetime, any of these commercial spots that uh, encompass different modes of training, right? So if we look at a Planet Fitness, it's really geared towards um, beginners, in their fitness journey. And I think that that also creates a, an expectation in that environment. So knowing where to go is a big one that I always tell people, uh, is that you want to, you want to find a gym that kind of encompasses your values starting off, right? Judgment free zone kind of lies within the mentality of, you know, I need to feel, um, valued enough in this environment that they're being considerate of my starting point. And you're not going to get that at a gold's gym. You're not going to get that at a, uh, what's another big gym out there. You're not going to get that at like a crunch or something, right? Um, I look at crunch as almost like an elevated planet fitness. It's like the step above where you start to integrate your barbell movements and free weights and things. So allowing yourself to do some research about the, uh, for one, the, the, the gym that you're looking to potentially get involved in, or maybe you get involved with a, a small studio. Uh, Mallory and I run a small personal training studio where we do very small classes and personal training. That's a great place for you to start and I think can, can really set a strong foundation for you to hopefully progress into those other settings if you so choose. Another thing is that people are, are very much so confused and overwhelmed by the uh, abundance of equipment available. There's a million and one ways to train your body, folks. And uh, we can do this with administering bands, kettlebells, free weights, barbells, or a combination of any and all of it. Um, so allowing yourself to, to kind of get a feel for, you know, what the environment is. Maybe you take advantage of that one or two day pass at your um, fitness center that's close by and uh, 
get yourself involved in a workout. See if all of the equipment there is something that you can use for one and know how to use and feel comfortable using. Um, because there's quite simply put, there's a lot of studios and fitness centers that have all this abundance of equipment and you end up using just the machines, you're overpaying in a lot of cases. You want to find an environment that fits your needs, right? So make sure you do your research there. They've got plenty of tours and free passes that you can try at most of these commercial gyms. Another thing is people get bored in their workouts. Even if you find a gym that you like and you get started and you get moving, um, it's very, very possible and, and also likely that you're just not going to be interested in it in the long term. So you've got to find a way to what I like to call gamify your workout or your training. So there's times where I don't even feel like training. Okay. I know that seems like a surprise. A trainer doesn't feel like working out. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, but, but really there's, there's times where I'm less motivated to work out and I start to add some of these parameters into my workout that gamify it. How quickly can I get a set done? How, how much can I play with the tempo of my workout um, as it relates to the contraction speed of my muscle and control? And those are some very, of course, uh, advanced ways of looking at gamifying it. Start out small. Maybe you like to do balance training. So you do an obstacle course. There's plenty of um, training facilities that have like a Ninja Warrior vibe, which uh, there was a, a gym in, or I'm sorry, a training center in Michigan that I really enjoyed um, towards the, uh, I want to say Sumter area called Athletica. And uh, I really enjoyed that place. It was my first um, chance at, at kind of getting that feel of like parkour slash Ninja Warrior obstacle training. And that can add a nice bit of, of dynamic complexity to your training and really allow you to vary your training mode so that you don't get bored with it. Um, but even just getting involved in some of the classes that may be offered there, maybe you decide to do instead of, you know, doing tons of cardio on the treadmill, you, you take a spin class or maybe you go outside your comfort zone and you take a yoga class. Um, finding a way to mix up uh, your, your training routine, if you are getting started so that you don't get bored, um, can really offer a lot of benefit. And, and I always say the same thing with some of my youth athletes is we don't want to specialize in one given mode of training for a specific sport at eight, 10 years old. We want to, to allow ourselves to be well-rounded. And then when we get a little older, we can start to specialize into something that we uh, want to take seriously or have aspirations um, to, to be competitive in. But getting that requisite strength and in, in foundation um, and body awareness that comes with hitting uh, a, a multitude of different training um, variables, whether it be you know, again, mobility and strength through yoga or working on um, your cardio fitness with some kickboxing classes. Think There's all sorts of things available now. So there is no reason why you should get bored unless you are just one of those people that hates moving your body. So another thing is people get super sore. And that's really to be expected anytime you start out in a sedentary state. 
and you start working out and then you realize, oh crap, like the soreness is kind of debilitating. Um, there's no way to avoid that. There's no way to avoid the soreness in the beginning. Okay. Your, your body is going to adapt to the stimulus that's placed on it. Um, and it takes time. It takes time and repetition. And, uh, if you give yourself two weeks, I always tell people two weeks is about that period in which things start to become less intense. Our body starts to adapt and recognize the stimulus that's being placed on it. And it recruits more motor units, recruits more, um, muscle fiber spindles to, to act on the, the exercise or the action that's being required in that training bout. So how you can reduce your soreness, uh, which I'm sure you've heard in the past. And if not, uh, this is, uh, a widely available resource wise, but myofascial release, which is essentially just getting some deep tissue massaging done, uh, and, and allowing yourself to stay moving. So I always, uh, try to remind people that there's a lot of evidence and article research done right now that shows that you have more benefit out of getting movement, um, and, and, uh, allowing yourself to, to warm and kind of heat up to relax that soreness area. Um, and then, compression, excuse me, compression and elevation. So the abbreviation used to be called RICE, which was rest, ice, compression, elevation. Now it's called mice. And uh, I would change the icing portion of mice into heat com- heat and compression. Um, so you're, you're really getting uh, a little bit of the flip side of what has been pushed for so many years. It's kind of like that argument of lactic acid causing soreness which has been disproven for the last several years, but because it was drilled in people's heads, they seem to not understand that lactic acid actually adds uh, fuel to the muscles. It's a kind of a last resort fuel um, when you've burned through glycogen, uh, which is, again, uh, a derivative of carbohydrate source that we use for energy during a muscle contraction. That's getting way too deep than I wanted to. But just to kind of showcase that I know what I'm talking about, point, point, point. Um, moving forward, guys, um, maybe you can't afford a gym membership. So you're trying to save some money. A gym membership's just not possible. It's not within the budget. You've got a family. You've got other stresses. You're wearing multiple hats. There's no reason why you still can't move your body. But I think that there's quite a bit of equipment available for at-home training now. Um, You know, obviously the inflation of free weights is still a problem because the pandemic caused people to panic by um, fitness equipment. So that's kind of marked up. But if you can find deals, which there's deals everywhere, you just have to be willing to look. If you can find a deal, I think it'd be in your best interest to maybe uh, invest in some bands, Uh, I always think that's a great place to start if you're somebody that was sedentary just looking to get started. Uh, If you're somebody that is looking to to maybe build some strength, um, you can invest in some smaller dumbbells. And there's an abundance of home workout videos that you can do through YouTube and other media platforms. Uh, Maybe you like the live interaction of a Zoom class. Those are also cheaper alternatives. Um, But... You can also just start with bare body weight 
you know, raw training. And uh, I really prefer raw functional training or just functional training. If you were to Google search that, you'll get, a, you know, a multitude of different um, uh, results there. But functional training in general encompasses all of the things that we uh, essentially find as efficient for daily life, right? So if you find yourself squatting or rather these foundational movement patterns that we should be trying to, to orient our fitness around, which is squat, push, pull, hinge, um, uh, stabilizing your core, all of these things that, that really make up, uh, your, your holistic wellness, um, as it relates to physical capacity. So that would be a good place to start as well. Maybe you're lacking motivation because you're just not seeing that change in your body. You're not losing weight as fast as you hoped. Or you're getting those sculpted abs that everybody aspires for. And that frustration might make you want to throw in the towel and uh, just quit. Um, but you have to remember that you don't put weight on or become deconditioned overnight. You can't lose weight or rebuild strength overnight either. So it's going to take time. Uh, so more time away from exercise, the more time you're putting yourself below that uh, starting point and it, the harder it's going to be to get back into it. So stay on the horse. Um, realize that it is a journey, not a race. Um, you cannot think of short-term success in the sense of wanting it all right now, you need to play the long game. Uh, I always find parallels between investing and fitness. Um, you can't go into the stock market hoping to make a dollar without any knowledge, right? That's what short investors do. They have knowledge though. That's the thing. Um, People that don't end up losing their money, just like you lose your motivation as it relates to your fitness journey. So ways that you can avoid that is, again, coming up with, like I mentioned earlier, goals that are contextual with what is actually doable within your time that you set out to reach that goal and how specific that goal is and how focused you are and determined to, to reach that goal. You know, what kind of um, parameters are you setting to ensure the success of that goal? Are you holding yourself accountable with an, a behavioral agreement contract? I've mentioned that before, signing off on a written out goal or set of goals that you uh, have made for yourself and holding yourself to those goals? Or are you just you know, navigating without a plan and hoping that it works out I guarantee you run the statistics on those. You're going to find that the former is uh, a more efficient means of reaching your goals than the latter. Maybe you just don't know how to exercise, folks. Maybe you're just so gosh darn negligent with your proprioception and body awareness that you don't even know what you're doing when you walk in the gym. It looks like a freaking jungle gym for adults and you're overwhelmed. Well, look. Being a uh, beginner kind of stinks in that regard. I understand. That's why I mentioned you need to do your due diligence. You can't just expect to not put any time into something and know what you're doing right off the bat or even be competent in it. 
So start with some at-home stuff. Maybe do some just some general research on finding an influencer that you trust, that you agree with, whose value set parallels yours, and try to emulate what they put out there. That's where I started. Okay, I chose some very terrible influences, so I wouldn't suggest that you do that. But uh, finding somebody that you agree with in their view on life and their take on fitness and how it um, is implemented into their their daily, weekly, or monthly or yearly uh, you know process of being a father, mother, sister, brother. Um, find somebody that fits those definitions for you. Right? Hope that makes sense. Maybe you're somebody that has childcare responsibilities. I work with a lot of adults that have kids, okay? And that is their number one scapegoat for why they can't invest in themselves to, to get into a training regimen that, that holds them accountable to hopefully seeing those goals through. Now, there's a whole t- plethora of after-school activities that your kid can get into, or maybe you decide that they partake on this journey with you and they start to develop. You know, I, I, I encourage whenever I don't, and there's not a ton of uh, trainers like this. So, um, this is, this is simply me, uh, um, expressing this. I encourage having children work out with their parents in the same session. I am more than willing to do a duo session and give your kid things that they enjoy and kind of integrate it with some of the um, maybe less desirable movements that are necessary. Like you have to strike a balance, of course, between having fun and like what's actually needed in the training scheme. Because we can't just go into things that we think are fun and want to do all the time. Because then we're not hitting some of the imbalances that we should be addressing in the uh, workout. So maybe you join a, a, a health club or you're, you're at a, a commercial gym that has a childcare setting. That's great. Um, or you find someone like myself who's willing to work with you and your child at the same time. Um, but that, that's something that's really tough to work around. I think uh, kids add a element of complexity to the training journey for most parents and uh, it can be tough to navigate. So I totally understand that stress and, you know, it, it can really weigh on you. Uh, that leads me into my next point. You're too stressed to train. You're too stressed to, to exercise. There's too much going on. Okay. This goes back to my point of making your goals contextual. You can't say I work three jobs and I want to lose a hundred pounds in a month. Okay. And that's just not possible. We're not going to try to do that. If anything, I'm going to try to walk you off that ledge and try to get you to understand that there's a better approach that's suitable long-term in in helping keep you sane in the process. So being stressed can really make everything more difficult um, in, in the workouts unbearable from time to time. So if, if you're having this issue, start putting your goals into context, start Start coming up with smart goals, right? Specific, measurable, um, and and uh, uh, time bound. You know, something that you can hold yourself to within a given time frame. 
And focus on how you feel rather than what weights you're accomplishing or how how small your waist is getting, right? Focus on the feeling that exercise gives you. Maybe you feel like crud. You know, give it some time. Like I said, give it that grace period of a few weeks and see if that changes. But how we monitor our progress is a lot of times really, really uh, aggressive and and. Uh, again, just taking on way more than we can handle. And we do so in such a negative light because we have such horrible self-deprecating thoughts about ourselves when we're lacking motivation, especially intrinsic motivation. So make sure that you are focused on how you feel rather than the numbers on the scale. Um, Another problem is lack of commitment. You only think about exercise uh, in the long term, and that can be overwhelming. And you've just got to keep in mind that you don't have to change everything in your life all at once. And not all of those changes you make have to happen overnight. And if you're having trouble sticking to your workout, you should try starting with those small goals, taking little, little small victories, right? Maybe you decided to eat a vegetable that week and you turned it into two days out of the week, three days out of the week. That's going to be a good start. Plan ahead. Schedule designated times and days that you can stick to that you know you can set aside a half hour or an hour of no distractions in that workout. Make it a priority. Ask yourself, is this routine important enough to take precedence over some of the creature comforts in my life. You know, I always hear people wanting to rush home just to get home and do nothing, okay? Get out of that mindset. Unless you have a family at home that is waiting for your arrival, there is no rush to get home, okay? You've got plenty of time. And don't just focus on your weight loss. If you have only one goal and it's weight loss, it can be really hard to stick to that routine. If you don't see those results right away, you're going to be demotivated very quickly. So try to stay in that long-term goal mindset. So we hit a few variables today talking about how we can rethink our, rewire rather, our psychology towards the overall um, pursuit of getting started in fitness. Hopefully, this all makes sense to you. And if you have any troubles with anything that I relayed out here, maybe some of this relates to your current situation, you can always reach out to me at aspirationathletics18 at gmail.com. Send me an email. You know, and we'll, we'll talk about what it is that you may be struggling with. And we can go through a deeper dive of helping you navigate into your fitness journey appropriately. We've also got private training available on an online capacity that I'd be more than happy to help you see through and all sorts of accountability tools to keep you going when times get tough and you're lacking motivation. Now, I've been able to help a plethora of people online and in person lose the weight that they want to lose, get to to the goal body composition that they've aspired for, and ultimately 
the peace of mind of knowing that they are in this for the long term uh, in, in making fitness and health a priority and a habit. So if all of those things sound good to you, uh, please visit my website, evokeaspiration.com, and you can find out more. Um, Other than that, folks, thanks for joining me on another edition of our podcast. I hope to be talking to you again soon. And never forget, aspire to inspire.